previously on True Crimes Against Wine. Yeah. He just turned 75, by the way. Oh, really? Gene Levitt. Yeah, he just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Fantastic human being. Make a wine. Make a wine. Please. We will drink it. Yeah. Technically... All wine is fruit wine, so we should just we could pick just a do random. A yeah, episode. let's just do a Shit's Creek episode. We will do it. All right. Yeah. The fans have arm. spoken. If you insist, we hear you all cheering in the background. Do it. Do, do it. Do it. Okay. okay. All right. When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. Wasted. The verdicts are random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. I don't like that. No, but the taste is better than the smell. It's, um, yeah, uh, no, aftertaste. Hello, welcome back to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. I am Judge Rachel. I'm Judge Topher. Rachel is going to be uh, our tour guide throughout pop culture today. Yes, and Topher is taking us into a new vineyard. Yes, I have a lot of (laughs) conflicted feelings about today's episode. Okay, tell us why. I'm very, very excited about our cultural portion today and the celebrities that we are going to be honoring. Yes, but? But I am, I feel a little trepidation about what we're going to be sampling in terms of the beverage portion. Okay. So I'm sure that some of our more astute listeners will probably catch on pretty quickly once Mm -hmm, we say mm -hmm. what we're going to be trying today. Okay. So we are trying Pacific Vineyard's Fruit wine. Yes, fruit wine. We have two bottles. We do. So one of them is, dear God, sweet strawberry. Yes, and the other is? Sweet peach, which was my stripper name. Well, congrats. Let's start with this one then. So I'm I'm nervous about this because you know that neither one of us really enjoy the sweet alcoholic beverages. They're only 9%. Oh, really? Yeah, which is pretty par for the course for... Oh, that one's even less. That's 7.5. Yeah, this one's 9%. Okay, let's Um, start with a 9. Yeah, so (laughs) oftentimes you can come to expect that with these sweeter wines. They're just going to have less alcohol. Um, But don't worry, we're supplementing with vodka. So you'll still get the quality entertainment that you've become accustomed to. These bottles we did buy at Aldi. Mm-hmm. In case anybody wants to go pick up a bottle for themselves. They were what, like four and a half dollars or something? Probably, if that. Yeah. So fruit wine's actually been around for a very, very long time. Because if you can make alcohol out of it, people are going to do it, right? Yes. And it's interesting because it's kind of ubiquitous thing, too. Mm -hmm. You can find it all over the world from South America, obviously North America, Asia, Africa, Mm -hmm. like Nigerian fruit wine is a big deal. Okay. Um, Australian and Hawaii, they make it out of pineapples. Oh, that one sounds good, actually. Yeah. And in Europe, they call it country wine. Mm. It's very distinct from the vin de pay, which is French for country wine, which is a particular distinction of like table wine, but it's made from grapes because the European European Union uh, specifies that the term wine can only refer to something that 
has been made with grapes. Okay, so this is my question. How is fruit wine different than just normal wine from grapes? So it's grape is a fruit. Grape is a fruit. See? Um, it's a berry. Basically, the main difference is the way in which it's made because other fruits just don't have a lot of the natural fermenting abilities that okay. grapes do. Okay. So you have to add a lot more things to it mm. to really get it going. There's also a lot of adding of uh, extra sugar to help boost okay. that alcoholic process. <laughs> you really are. So that's the main difference. And I think the the main fruit wines that you're going to find are actually elderberry and dandelion wine. Ooh. Yeah. And I would really be interested in trying Yeah, I'd like to uh, try dandelion both of those, wine. actually. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that sound interesting? I've had dandelion tea before, yes. but it's a very earthy kind of bitter thing that's really good for your immune system mm-hmm. and your stomach and stuff, mm-hmm. your blood pressure, which makes me think that dandelion wine would just be- it's a health drink. Right. Exactly. They should be selling it at um, Arden's Garden, right? Right. So if you guys have access to dandelion wine, send us a bottle. Yeah. But elderberry wine has actually been a famous celebrity in a both famous play and its movie version as the murder weapon in Arsenic and Old Lace. They would put the oh. arsenic in the elderberry wine. Remember that? I don't, but thank you for that Have you reminder. seen that, the movie? Yes. With Cary Grant? Not when it originally favorites. came out like you did, but I have seen it. Well, I was at the premiere. Yes. So fun fact fact checker played Teddy Brewster in the high school play of I Arsenic and Old Lace. Do you remember that? Because I did the sound for that Nice. Play. I would have loved to have seen that. I wish that there was a recording that was still available. Um, I don't think there is, but we will ask fact checker's parents. Yeah, that's where we're going to find it if Maybe there is one. Maybe they have a VHS somewhere in their home. They could. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's All get right. to it. So first of all... It's pretty color. It's got a pretty color. It looks yeah. like a rosé. It looks like a French rosé, which is very naughty of it because oh. it's it's causing me to anticipate a very kind of dry <laughs> silky sort of not profile we're, gonna get. we're not gonna get that okay let's smell well, it oh dear it god smells like a peach now it I'm smells a little, like peach juice like i'm a little up. stuffy so i know i'm not getting the full smell experience yeah. that you are okay so you know how whenever we are smelling the wine yeah we're always trying to really dig deep and find you know is there some terroir here? No. The non-fruit content. No. This is just peach it's juice. It's just peach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, just peach. All right, can we sip it? Let's do it. Okay. Oh, God. It's not as bad as I thought. Here's the deal. Okay. If you think of it as I'm just drinking peach juice. It's not bad. It's actually refreshing. Yeah. I actually have a bottle of peach juice, the Simply Peach Juice, in my refrigerator right now because I like to have it every morning when I wake up. Yeah. This is basically that, but with alcohol in it so i can't be mad at that yeah honestly i was expecting something really gross and i'm yeah. not getting that i think i was i was kind of worried there was going to be a little bit of that kind of fake taste that you yeah. get with like like peach flavored not even yeah kind like of like that. that but also that malt liquory kind of mm. situation mm. here fact checker no need to drink straight from the bottle like a fucking barbarian He's jesus excited to try it Fact Checker says he would drink the whole bottle. Thanks, bud. It's here's the thing, it's not great, but picture it like if you were to take some kava or champagne and oh, turn yeah, it into like sure. a bellini. Yeah, I'd make a fun little cocktail out of this. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna sit and like I wouldn't I'm not gonna choose this. Right. I wouldn't get it just to have it on its own. Right. But you could turn it into something fun, 
serve it yeah. in like a fun little spring party kind of environment. You could definitely use this as an ingredient in like a sangria or a punch, like yeah. with, with other things, oh, obviously. Oh, for sure, yeah. But this could okay. be something to help a little bit with the flavoring. I'm a little it's bit worried fun. now what the street, the sweet strawberry is going to be. Yeah, that one is like. very bright and um, gross looking. So Yeah, but OK. Well, do we want to, would you like to reveal our celebrities yes, in so case excited. they haven't already guessed? So if you um, keep up with pop culture in the world of fruit wine, you know <laughs> that this has to be Schitt's Creek. Yes. Woo! Give me some Moira Rose. Yes. So the reason um, we're doing a fruit wine is because in an episode of Schitt's Creek, Moira Rose is hired to do a commercial for Herb Ertlinger's fruit wine. Herb Ertlinger. Yeah. <laughs> what were all the different she names? She kept missing it. At one point, she like bingo butt liquor yeah. or something. Like. Irv Schlesinger. <laughs> it's a very funny scene where she has a little bit of nerves and she keeps drinking this very bad wine and just starts like flubbing, flubbing the guy's name. And I love it too because, I mean, this is straight up just like saying what it is. Yes. Like sweet peach. Yeah. And the, the things that they were saying were so fucking ridiculous. Like mm -hmm. it was like, what was it? Sweet sun, sweet sunrise Merlot, like shit like that. Yeah, whereas like even someone like me who doesn't know wines know that it was like a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about Shit's Creek. That's. Because I know you are a fan. I'm a huge fan. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yes, I'm a huge fan as well. Great moment for queer television. Yes, we're going to talk about that. So our discussion today isn't going to be as well. Let me stop and pause. My questions for you aren't going to be as centered on the show itself. Okay. Because I know you know the characters in the episodes right. really well. That's fair. Obviously, that'll play into our discussion as we drink this mm -hmm. delightful peach wine. <laughs> but some of the questions I will have for you during our cross-examination will be on other related aspects. Okay. Of Shit's Creek. Fun. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the origins of it. Yes. Okay. So Shit's Creek ran from 2015 to 2020. Originally on um, CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Channel. Mm -hmm. But then it really gained a large following when it was on Netflix because the whole um, American audience had access to it. Yeah. And that's how I started watching it. I think same for you, right? I think so, yeah. Because that's the platform that it was on for streaming yes. originally, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it had to have been. Yeah. And it's not on Netflix anymore. No, they switched it to Hulu. Is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu, okay, yeah. good. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. So you can still you can still get your shit's creek on. Okay, good. Thankfully. I don't really understand the fast-paced world of these giant corporations for streaming and how they like switch things around constantly. I think it's just the contracts that they have like yeah. when your contract with one platform expires and they don't want to renew because you probably want more money than they're willing to pay. Yeah. Another platform will like it, catch up. It seems like Hulu always gets things from Netflix. Like, like I'll have things on my watch list on Netflix and all of a sudden it's gone. It's gone. And then I'll like open up the the main page of Hulu and it's yeah. like suggested for you. And I'm like, oh, huh. I guess it's over here now. Yeah. I guess, yeah, Hulu kind of gets the sloppy seconds from mm. Netflix. I don't know. Sorry, Hulu. Sorry, Hulu. You should have sponsored us. Yep. That's on you. <laughs> Instead, we're making that Netflix money. I mean, no, I'm not getting paid. Okay. <laughs> Fact checker? Fact checker says that is a fact. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm drinking this just <laughs> Again, it's like juice. It is. It is. 
So Dan Levy, who plays um, David mm-hmm. Rose, created the show. Such a talented writer. He is. Do you know how he came up with this concept? LSD. I mean, maybe that could be part of it. No, but how did he come up with it? He was kind of inspired by reality TV. Like, especially keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, funny. Because he imagined, like, okay, what if this, like, ridiculously rich, overprivileged, clueless group of people had to go live a, like, a regular life? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be funny and, like, create a lot of these, like, really hilarious moments? Plus, he's the age where when The Simple Life was on, it was targeted towards his demographic. Yes. And it's got a lot of that, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of that, like, reality TV from the early Mm -hmm. 2000s kind of influence, for sure. Yeah. So he he wrote it, and it got picked up. He had pitched it to a couple of places before it was picked up by CBC. He pitched it to both HBO and Showtime, and they passed. Oh, I bet they are kicking themselves over that. Can you imagine this on HBO? Yes. Like, how even, like, funnier and raunchier it could have been? Yeah. I mean, they did a good job, though. They did. They did. And one of the things I liked about it now, granted, my parents would not have watched it because of the gay aspect. But it was something that if even with my parents being very conservative and religious, if they had been okay with me being gay, we could have sat and watched that as a family and it wouldn't have like pushed them too far. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's not an awkward show to watch with. Yeah. And I really like that because yeah. I think it's important to have shows like that. Like, it is. Yeah. There are a lot of things like Will and Grace that, you know, are definitely much more adult in their themes and their jokes. Sure. Yeah. And this one I just felt was more of like, a, oh, man, if I had young teen kids, I would watch it with them. And yeah, there was there's a wholesomeness to it while still being extremely smart and clever and witty. Yes. Yeah, very well said. I agree with all of that. And it's important, I think, for queer television to have that aspect as well. For sure. Not just the queerest folk, let me see that butt kind yeah. of shit. What were, what's that genre called? <laughs> let me see that butt. Okay. <laughs> That's why we watch those shows. Let's be real. Okay. There are certain shows that we watch because there is gratuitous nudity. Fair. So when you go in and you're like searching your streaming platforms, do you type in, let me see that butt? Um, I don't have to because it's predicted for me. My For You page is, let me see that butt. Let me see that butt. (laughs) Just like, which butt you want to see? Which butt you want to see. Perfect. Okay, so that's how the show got going. Mm -hmm. I think most people know at this point that Dan's father in the show, Johnny Rose, is played by his dad in real life. Yeah. Eugene Levy. Yep. Who's also a treasure. He is a treasure. Um, He's in so many of those movies by, was it Christopher Guest? Yes. Um, Can you name one? Yes. Waiting for Godot? No. Nope. Take a drink, Topher. <laughs> that is a well, French my... existentialist play, sir. One of my favorites is uh, Best in Show. Oh, I yes. love, love, love that movie. Yes. And then there's the one, it is, it's waiting for something because they're like waiting for the producer to come. Yeah, it is yeah. waiting for, and it starts with the G, do you know yeah, it? Yeah, waiting for Godfrey. Waiting for... Gilbert Godfrey, yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Guffman. Guffman, Yes. And then there's A Mighty Wind, uh-huh. which is really good as well. Yes. Yeah. So Eugene Levy obviously has been working for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Who else was in those movies? Catherine O'Hara, who yes. is, I'm pretty sure, Canadian as well. But she I'm going to yeah. claim her as a national treasure anyway, because I Close love enough. her. Yes. She's so wonderful. Yes. So she plays, of course, Moira yeah. Rose in Schitt's Creek, Johnny Rose's wife. Now, I'm 
I'm sure this is something you were probably going to get to, okay. but I would imagine just because they worked together so much and for so long over so many years yeah. that it seems like their friendship is very, very genuine. It is. But yeah. it makes me wonder if Dan Levy grew up with Catherine O'Hara. I'm sure. As like a family friend. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. When he wrote that part, did he write it for he did, her? Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to yeah. say, there's. I just can't picture anybody else in it. No, I know she, that she, she did was a lot the only person hers, considered but, for that part. Yeah. 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 She did do a lot of things to make the role very specific to her and her choices. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the part of Moira was written for Catherine and Moira, basically. I figured it just it just felt that way. And then of course, Twyla is yes the daughter and sister. Yes. Yeah. So um, the actress who plays Twyla. On the show, Twyla um, works at the cafe, and she's also in The Jazz Gals with Moira's character. She's um, Sarah Levy, the daughter of Eugene and the sister of Dan. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Eugene Levy's wife looks like, but I imagine... Twyla she, looks more like her. I can't I was remember her say, name right now. Yeah. Because, like, Dan Levy, you can absolutely yeah, tell. Yeah, they're, like, like related, related. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got Twyla, but it's like... Her complexion's a little bit different, and her face is a little bit different in terms of, like, She has more features. delicate features. She yeah. does, Yeah. Which is not a word I would use to describe Eugene Levy's face. No. He's so great, though. But the best eyebrows in the world, right? Best eyebrows in the world. And honestly, can you imagine Eugene Levy being your dad? That would be fantastic. I've seen some of the the behind-the-scenes things. And, like, the way that he tears up when he talks about Dan and how, like, proud he is of him. And I'm just like... So sweet. I want you to come to my Christmas dinner. Be my dad. Right? Or Hanukkah dinner. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Both. Gosh. Then I get twice of you. There you twice go. of you. Two of you. Twice of you. <laughs> There's only 9% in this. I don't know what's happening Damn right now. Damn this peach wine. All right. Let's take some more drinks. Okay. And think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, loving myself. Yes. Yeah, so who are you dressed as today? Because I, I am Moira. You are Moira. I am Moira Rose. Yeah. There's no question of that whatsoever. Yes. In terms of your approach to life. My philosophies. Your philosophies, your style, Mm -hmm. your love for arcane vocabulary words, Mm -hmm. your mastery of accents. Uh, Indubitably. Yes. Yes. So I I do love, um, of course, the black and white look is very Moira. Mm -hmm. So you've got like on your black formal pants with some like sequin piping down the side. Yes. An oversized formal white shirt. Tuxedo shirt, yeah. Yes, with, would you call this a little capelet? Yeah, it's a little capelet. Yeah, it's kind of got like a little animal printish vibe to it. Mm -hmm. It's like half scales, half fur. Yeah, I like it. It's very dinosaur-ish. Yeah. And then you've got a feather bolo tie? (laughs) Yeah, we'll call it that. Okay. Is it just some feathers you tucked in? So I was going to use this for my wedding and I ended up not. Yeah, okay. Is it a garland or a boa? It's just like ribbon that actually oh, has cute. feathers. I was going to try and attach it to the sleeves of my sweater. And then I was like, I'm not, okay, I'm that, not actually that gifted. Much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a gifted person when it comes to assembling things, especially clothing wise. You have a gifted vision. Yes. Very great at the vision part. The yes. execution. No. 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 But yeah. And then you have your um, lovely green bob. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Feeling my Moira. Yeah. Who am I dressed as? You are Stevie slash Patrick. I do I do want to say I think he definitely passes a Patrick today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I have my little um Rose Apothecary sweatshirt on. Which is super cute, and I'm really mad that you got one of those without me. I've had this for years. Really? Yes. I've never seen you wear it. Because you always shit on me for wearing like sweatshirts and jeans when I'm around you. But this is a cute one. Oh (laughs) Topher. I just don't like the ones that say, I got this at Costco. I have nothing that says I got this at Costco on. It may not be but printed with I get got one. this from Costco, but it definitely is saying I got this from Costco. There's no shame in buying clothing from Costco. <laughs> it's 
It's affordable and you get your groceries all in one stop. Thank you, Stevie. <laughs> That's um, very Jocelyn of you, actually. Yeah, it is. I know. I was like, oh, I hope Topher doesn't say I'm a Jocelyn. <laughs> Not when it comes to style, but I think that your to philosophy is online. very... <laughs> you know, she's a sweet person. So she's a it. wonderful person, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think I have a little more meanness in me than Jocelyn does. Now, I did point out to Fact Checker on the yes. way here that he's definitely aesthetically channeling his inner uh, Roland today. Yes. Yeah, you're kind of in those earth tones. The carpenter pants. Yeah, a lot of practical pockets on yep. those pants. Mm -hmm. In real life, though, who would you say, or not, this is real life. <laughs> is this just fantasy? I was about to say in day-to-day -day life, but it came out in real life. In real life. It's all a simulation. In other aspects of like day-to-day -day life, who would you say fact checker most resembles? Oh, he's a Patrick. Patrick? He's so supportive and like warm with me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was, was going to say when, yeah, I, I agree with all that. But when fact checker, when you dress up, you have a little bit of the Johnny Rose flair. Ooh. Like the nice, like very well-fitted suit. Yeah, I could definitely see you, that. You take some more fashion risks, I would though. say aesthetically yeah. more... Johnny Rose, but in terms of his personality, Patrick, more Patrick okay. yeah. And I'm definitely 100% Moira all with the time. like, all the time. Because I'm an extra person, an extra yeah. like 10% of, of Dan Levy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. It's a little David thrown in. Yeah. I think you've got a lot of Alexas uh, going on with you. So I do. Do you like some boho? Mm -hmm. And like when I dress up, I kind of lean. Valley girl thing. I do. Yeah, I do. Thank you. <laughs> so this morning, boyfriend and I. Lots were... of famous rich ex-boyfriends like yes, Prince William. Exactly. Yes, that's now a fact because we've said it in a recording. I think three times now. Kate, don't come for me. <laughs> yeah, if you say it three times into a microphone, it's true. <laughs> that's how Fox News works, right? Well, basically, unfortunately for the world, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a little, when I dress up, there's a little bit of boho to what mm -hmm. I gravitate toward. You like some bolder prints, like Sometimes. in terms of like that kind of like 70s boho yeah. kind of thing. Kind of flowy, some ruffles. So would you say I'm a little bit Alexis? I'd say you were a little <laughs> bit Alexis. Thank you. I'd say you were la, 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 la. Thank A little you. bit Alexis. Thank you. <laughs> and you're um, a little bit tipsy when you drive your car. No, I don't do that. I'm careful. <laughs> that's, that's. Not denying that you're a little I bit said, tipsy. I said, no, I don't do that. We have a recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish this and open up that strawberry. Oh, God, okay. okay. Okay, we can do it. Okay, ugh. Not bad. I wouldn't chug it, though. It doesn't have, like, any unpleasant aftertaste either, which is nice. No. This I'm a little worried about. I'm a lot of bit worried about this. Oh, who would you say boyfriend is? Boyfriend. This color is not great. I know. This color is concerning. I would say boyfriend's very Patrick-y. Yeah. As well. Very loving and supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really know who else he would fit in as on the show. Maybe he's a little Stevie with his style as well. I could see that. Yeah. He likes kind of, you know, t-shirt jeans, yeah. flannels when it's colder. Mm -hmm. But you do too. I d There's nothing wrong with a good flannel. There's nothing wrong. I feel like that's such an absolute statement. It doesn't leave any room for nuance. I'm not saying like wear it to the Met Gala. This is her. the person, by the way, listeners, who spent oh. a week in Europe recently. I did. With nothing but a carry-on. Because. No checked baggage. No 
checked baggage. Because no I know checked how to baggage. Pack because I am a very good packer. So you're telling me that you brought really good fashion. You just packed it very, very small. Yes, I say I brought really good fashion. I think even you are not convinced of what you're saying right now. Did I not look cute in the pictures you saw of me? I didn't see any pictures of you. Well, then you don't follow me on Instagram, apparently. I don't ever <laughs> use Instagram. Maybe you should have been, I was about to say, mailing me pictures, texting me yes, pictures. Yes, I will mail you a photo. Your postcard is in the mail, by the way. All right, let's smell this. Right. Do you think we're going to get more nuance? Oh my God, this smells bad. It smells really bad. It smells like that fake cherry syrup that they put on the snow cones. It does, and I love a good like candy flavored bullshit nonsense. I don't, but not in a why. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna take. I a don't step. know about. I was this. gonna say a bite. <laughs> <laughs> it. I mean, it's got kind of if a caramel apple or a candy not caramel candy yes, apple candy was apple, yeah. a strawberry. Yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking of just that awful glaze around. A, I like how those look, but they never taste good, and I the crunch even, is always bad. I don't even like how they look. Okay. I don't like that. No, but the taste is better than the smell. It's, um, yeah. Oh, nope. Aftertaste. Oh, no. No, you did promise me before we recorded that you will finish this whole glass. Ah, uh, no. You've got to. It tastes as though I ate way too many strawberry Jolly Ranchers uh -huh. and then threw up. And then drank that. Basically, yeah, it yeah. tastes like the Jolly Ranchers the second time. That's what it tastes like. Yeah, so don't get this one. <laughs> don't buy this wine. Oh my God, and it's only like 7.5% alcohol, so it's not like it's even worth it. No, it's not worth Who's it. Who's getting drunk off of this is what I want. Here's my thing. Okay. What's the point of what's these? What's the deal? What's strawberry? the deal with strawberry wine? What's the point of having this very belchy wine? Yes. What's okay. the point of having a seven and a half percent wine? Who at Aldi is buying this? Not old ladies, maybe. Okay, yeah. Basic bitches. I don't know. Children. This is you a could, wine that a could, child would drink. Well, I mean, you could give this to your child. Good thing we don't have any children between the two of us. <laughs> well, not between the two of us. <gasps> Fact checker, you have a secret love child. Congrats. Congrats to you both. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Or we could still adopt a child, as my mom wants us to do. Barbara Ann, you know if we adopt a child, we're just going to feed it strawberry wine all the time. Topher would. Be like, shut up, kid. Go drink your strawberry wine. Oh, Isn't there a song about strawberry wine? I feel like there is, but there's no way to find out. No. Oh, well. We don't have a fact checker, so. We don't. Okay. You know, I think this is an excellent time. You just want to watch me drink this. I do. I really do. I really do. So... Let's okay, do fine. our cross-examination. Okay. All right. So because you are dressed as Moira. Yes. And Moira had what career? She was a soap uh, opera actress. Yes. We're going to do what's my line. So you have to fill in that line. Hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be embarrassing And I me. will. It will. But <laughs> I'll allow you some flexibility with some of the answer choices. Okay. Okay. So we have eight. So just shoot it. A number at me and I'll tell you which one. One. Okay. So there was a bit more to the inspiration behind Schitt's Creek than I originally told you. The layers. I know. So Dan Levy was partially inspired by Blank, who bought a small town in 1989. Famous actor, actress. Clint Eastwood. No. Take a drink. Of the strawberry wine. 
You want to keep guessing? Male or female? A female, a woman. In 1989. She, I'm going to give you a hint. She used to be married to Alec Baldwin, if that helps you at all. Susan Lucci. No. I have no idea. Kim Basinger. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that they used to be married. You know I don't know these things. Yeah, they have. Okay, yeah. That's a whole separate podcast. <clears throat> she bought a whole town? Yes. Do you know where that town was? Tell me the state. It was out west. No, damn it, Tepper. West Virginia. No. Canada. Georgia. She bought a town in Georgia? She bought Brazelton, Georgia. She bought Brazelton? Mm-hmm. That's, I've been to Brazelton. That's like up in North Georgia. Yeah. We've had, we had lunch there, a really fancy lunch one time. No, Fact Checker says that's not true. It had multiple courses. Was it in Brazelton, Fact Checker? It no. wasn't. No, it was in Brazelton. It, yes, it was because we, we did it when we were coming back from one of our cabin trips. Did you just go to the big flea market and like eat a corn dog and that was your fancy lunch? There was a main street and we even, we stopped and we bought, not the Metzaluna. What's the other thing called? I don't know. That you shave vegetables really thinly with. Yeah, we got one of those at the kitchen supply store there. It might not have been Brazelton. Okay, I'm thinking this is not Brazelton. (laughs) I don't know what Brazelton looks like, but it was somewhere around there. All of those towns are... Beautiful and unique. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners in Brazelton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's part of the inspiration. Interesting. Because the premise of the show was that the Rose family bought the town of Schitt's Creek. Kind of like as a funny joke. but As a birthday gift for um, David, David, Yeah. But then when they're... honestly, they never really fully explored that power dynamic. I think that David should have lorded it over his parents he a lot have, yeah. more. That like, I am the talent. Right, exactly. You. Yeah, he should have. Dan, second, uh, go at It's <laughs> great. It was a great first draft we for those seasons. We need some writing credits on it though. <laughs> okay. So in the show, of course, the Rose family, when their like financial advisor basically steals all their money. Yep. Topher, no. I forgot I didn't have to do that. And- <laughs> I was just like casually like, oh, yeah, let me take a sip of something. (laughs) For those of you who can't see what's going on, Topher took a big old gulp of the wine, remembered that it was, in fact, strawberry wine, (laughs) and then spit it back into his glass. It's not good. You've just punished yourself twice now. You know that, right? I know. I know. So recently I was doing some real estate search in England. Yes. As as you do. do. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a village... (gasps) In the Cotswolds that's for sale, the entire village. How much? Like $6 million, which I feel like is a really good price. We can go fund that amount, right? Right. I feel like we can do that. And then yes. also we'll be landlords. So it's going to be like generating income. Perfect. No problems with yeah. that whatsoever. There's like an old manor house there. There's Obviously also- that's our house. Our house. Your style aesthetically, though, is much more the farmhouse there. That is not It's a big true. farmhouse. It's very like cottage core. Okay, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wouldn't it be so much fun to own an entire village in the Cotswolds? Yes. Every month go pounding on people's doors saying, rinse do. Oh, you're Give gonna... me your rinse. Is this also a musical now? Oh yeah. Okay. We're living in the Cotswolds. Ha, finish the song. Rinse do. Give me your rinse. Rinse do. I need your pence. Oh, nice. I like that. Cheers. Cheers. Tears. Also, apparently I'm the sheriff of this town as well. (laughs) We have to workshop some things with that. Yeah. Okay. Next number. Two. Okay. Just go in order. Well, I, for now. Okay. Blank always made Eugene Levy break character. 
And you can tell me the actor's name, which you probably don't know, or the character, which you probably do know. Oh, well, I was going to say Catherine O'Hara, but if I don't know the actor's name, are you lying to me right now? No. I think that Catherine O'Hara always made him break character. Mm-mm. She did, too. She Ron, did. take a drink. Take a drink of your... Was it Ronald or uh, Roland? Yes. Chris Elliott plays um, Roland. Yeah. He's really funny. He yeah. was the brother of Amy in Everybody Loves Raymond, who mm. like is a board game inventor slash just man child bum. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the character he plays typically. Yeah. He was in a really weird movie. I want to say it's called Captain Bob from like the early 90s that I have a clear memory of seeing with my grandma at like the Dollar Movie Theater. Interesting. But I, I feel forgot like, about dollar theaters. I know. Ooh, those were great. Weren't they great? I know, man. But now, like, so much time has gone on that I feel like maybe I just, like, made this up in my head. <laughs> you know, like, when you're a child, you have, like, a very clear memory of something. And later on, you're like, oh, no, that just never happened. That just got somehow stuck in my brain. No, all of those actually happened to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you special? I just have a good memory. And I don't, I don't. lie to myself. Oh, yeah, so Chris Elliott played Roland Shit, the town mayor. His daughter, Abby Elliott, was originally going to be Alexis. Really? Yeah, but she had to leave because of, like, scheduling conflicts. And then we got Annie Murphy yeah. as Alexis, who's perfect. Oh, my God, she's so perfect. Yeah. And I've seen multiple interviews with her, Annie Murphy, talking about how, like, literally she had given up on acting. Yeah. When she got this part. Yeah. And so this was, like, her first – it was, like, her breakthrough – it really was, yeah. And she's so iconic now as that character in such a great way for the show. But I'm really hoping that it doesn't like stunt her more, career, yeah. you know, because that's how people see her now. Because yeah. I really do think she's so talented and funny and she wonderful. Is, yeah. And I would love to see her career take off. Yeah. But I know she's expressed, I, well, I think she has, unless I maybe I made this up to myself. Okay. I think she's expressed <laughs> some interest in learning about like directing and stuff too. Mm. Which I think that this show was such a great learning opportunity for her and other young up-and-coming actors because Dan was doing so many things. He was, yeah. And I think he seemed like he was a really nurturing person to work with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fact checker, did you find any facts on that? Yes, Cabin Boy. So we went from Captain Bob to Cabin Boy. but I was close. You were close. What year was that? 94. Okay, yeah. So I did see it with my grandma. Weird. Okay, what number next? Let's go with three. All right, so Annie Murphy, who played Alexis, watched Blank to get into the role of Alexis. Uh, She watched The Real Housewives. No. No, she did. I've seen this interview before. She's explicitly said she's never seen that show and she refuses to. I'm lying to you, Tover. (laughs) No, she saw Real Housewives. I mean, other than that, it would be, like, Paris Hilton. Yes! Yeah, take a drink, yeah. So she watched, like, early 2000s reality stuff with, like, Paris Hilton Mm. and Lindsay Lohan. Oh, fair, fair. Because I know that when she made the song, A Little Bit Alexis, she modeled it after the songs that the Real Housewives came out with. Yeah, that was all those, like, nonsense, like, reality stars having a music career. Yeah, they're all, like, auto-tuned. They didn't write anything. No, and the lyrics are all, like, stupid and mindless. Don't be tardy for the party. Oh, oh. So you know how Alex, and I know people can't see this at home, but you know how Alexis kind of always has her hand up a little bit? Yes. That's kind of like her holding an invisible purse. Yes. Like one of those. But I love that she has two. I know. 
two she purses. Like that. <laughs> She's so extra. Yeah, because she said like, oh, I noticed that like Paris Hilton and like Lindsay Lohan, all these like early 2000s celebrities would kind of do that like with their purses. So she started to do that just without the actual prop of the purse. And it's so good because it's so easy to like go into T-Rex arm when you're doing that. But she doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, she's, there's so much good, what do you call it when it's like you're, you're acting with your body as well? Body acting. Body acting, sure. But like the character acting yeah. is really great where, I mean, obviously the dialogue and all of that sure. is wonderful, but you just get to know these characters so much through not just signature catchphrases, but their postures and right. the way yeah. they move. Fact checker, you studied film. What's that called? He says it's body acting. Yeah. <laughs> just acting. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Brief segue, have you seen that clip of Maya Rudolph and I want to say Kristen Wiig? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it was Kristen Wiig. Yes. Where they're hosting at the Oscars together and they're doing this whole bit about like pretending that they're like super over everything. We, mm, we're we not going to continue and they turn around and they come back around. And they're like, we're not mad. We're not mad. We were acting. <laughs> We know there's a lot of directors here, and we just want to show we're not just funny ladies. We can do it all. Nice. We are actors. Nice. That's great. It's really funny. I love my Rudolph. She's so great. Yeah, Kristen Wiig is really funny, too. All right, next number. Four. Okay. So we are going in order. You don't know. (laughs) Am I right, though? Maybe. Okay. A lady never tells. Okay. So at the beginning of our conversation, you talked about like how important it was that the show showed like gay and queer characters mm-hmm. in a really positive light beyond just like the titillating like sex scenes and stuff like that. So okay. give you a little context for this. So Dan said he wanted to quote, present a love story that's without blank, end quote. I I could see this going one of two ways. I could see it being a love story without sex, meaning that it's it's not about the sexuality. Like okay. the actual act of sex and desire doesn't mm-hmm. play into these people loving each other because you can look at them as just any other couple. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was really important to him. But I could also say without prejudice because I know they made it a re- he made it a really big deal in his writing to not put any focus on other people having to come to terms with someone else's sexuality. Yeah. It simply just was. Okay. So I don't know which way. They're kind of the same thing. I'm going to go with sex, I guess. Oh, should have gone the other way. Should I have? Oh, man. Take a drink. But I do get partial credit there. Okay. Right. Take a full drink. (laughs) Um, Part in celebration, part in sadness for having to drink strawberry wine. You missed an opportunity there to make me do two drinks, both celebratory and. Okay, well, now I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) So he said he wanted to present a love story that's without fear of consequence. Yeah. Which goes to what you were saying, that it was just a fact that, like, David's gay. He likes, well, I guess maybe he's maybe pan, I guess, on the show. Yeah. They don't really get into, like, the specifics of how he refers to himself. Sometimes he likes red wine. And sometimes white. Yeah. Right. Sometimes there's some rosé. Rosé, right. I loved that little That was such a great analogy, yeah. Yeah. I, it's great to see characters who are just themselves and it's not an issue. Yeah. 
as a queer person, yeah. that's the first time I had ever encountered yes. something like that. And when I watched one of the interviews or something where he talked about that, it literally made me weep. Like I was crying yeah. because it's so much of television and cinema that I watched as a young gay person. Yeah. By that, I mean like an adult because obviously I wasn't allowed to watch it before when I was in the cult. Mm -hmm. Is about the struggle. Even right. Will and Grace right. talks a lot about having to come out to people and what their reaction might be. Realistic things like gay bashing right. and, you know, all of these different really terrible things, which are important to talk about 100%. You need to right. see that reflected Those in Those things in are art. real and they exist in the world. Right. But there's but so much more to life. Exactly. And it's it's nice sometimes to know I'm going to watch the this queer representation without having to experience any of the tension. Like I can just see myself as yes. a regular, normal person right. in this kind of idealized world that I think is totally possible for us to get to. It's not right. like it's a utopian world. Right. And I love that too. Schitt's Creek is set in this really small town as mm -hmm. well. And yes. that was not an issue for not any Not an of the issue characters. at all. The only time it's even touched on is I think in the last season when David invites Patrick's parents as a yes. surprise, but he's not out to them yet. Yeah. But even that, the only tension is from Patrick because he's so nervous about yes. it. And the parents are like, not even like, oh, we knew all along or oh, we still love you. No, it's like, yeah. we don't care we are so excited to see you so happy we're so excited to meet david and it's just like yeah so i, I rewatched that scene this morning and i got so teary because it was so sweet that his parents both had figured out at that point because you know the plot line of a comedy is like oh somebody knows something the other person doesn't know da, da, da. right but it's patrick actually explicitly telling his parents i'm gay and right. i'm marrying david and da, da, da. so and he doesn't know his parents have found out at this point so when they're having that conversation and he tells them you, it's just such a, and of course it's all acting and it's not his real parents, but it's so sweet just to see that happen between them. And his dad says like, oh, I like, I like David. I like him a lot for you. I'm just like, oh, that's so touching. <laughs> so great. Oh, I, I so got sweet. really, really lucky with the in-laws that I have for sure. Yes. But, you know, it's still hard sometimes to see things like that and think yeah. about how that's never even been something that I saw as a possibility yeah. for me, you know? And I spent a lot of time in my like teen years and my early 20s really into my mid-20s thinking like i'll just never get married like i can't yeah. ever have that because it's really important that you have parents and whoever it is that you look up to the most sure. around you encouraging you and and making you feel worthy of things like that right. you know but yeah. for me it was always a this is so dirty and i was even told explicitly by multiple people in my life that uh queer love is not real love it's just mm -hmm. lust and so mm -hmm. none of those relationships are real you're you're never going to find somebody who truly loves you because they're not capable of that if they're living that lifestyle you know right because that was them and their prejudices against right. a kind of sexuality that mm -hmm. goes against what they thought was okay but their focus was so much just on sex acts and right. not relationships and love and trust right. yeah which so. which sucks but i'm glad that shit's creek could provide that comfort. So glad. And there. I'm and that it's something like we were saying earlier that is wholesome enough yeah. and and not so mature that you can expose younger people to it. Yeah. And 
and allow them to get that glimpse. Because the younger you are when you see things like that, the more likely you are to just simply accept it at face right. value. And that's what I want to see happening with these younger people coming up is like, I want it to be the norm that that's where their thinking goes. Yeah. And that for them to find out that not everybody agrees with that and there are bigots out there to be a shock to them rather than everyone I know is a bigot right. and I have to break the cycle. Right. You, know? you want the exception to the rule to be flipped. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that they did such a wonderful contribution they did. to that movement. Well, Schitt's Creek won a lot of GLAAD awards yeah. for that representation well that they had. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also, I think, we're, we're also coming into an era where the queer representation is by actual queer people, too, which is really great. Which is important. Yeah. You know, even in Will and Grace, the main character is Will is not actually gay the in actress real life. Like it, yeah. yeah. And so not that that it doesn't take away from me personally, the, sure. the fun of the show. Yeah, I know different people feel different things. Yeah. And, and, but. But I think that it's really important that we are in a place now. Right. And there's there's so much that maybe as much as you try to empathize or understand, if you haven't lived some experiences, it's really hard mm-hmm. for you to faithfully write about or portray those experiences. Right. I was always so impressed that, um, oh, what's his name? Eric something? Eric Stone Street? Yeah. No. Is that his From name? Modern Family? Yeah, yeah. Eric Stone Street. Oh, yeah. my God. Did I get a name right? You did. Holy Take shit. a drink of your vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was always so impressed that he was... Such a great and convincing portrayal of yeah. his character being this like kind of manly straight man in real life. Yeah. And I've actually met him and his family back when I was working at the the restaurant. And he's just such a not like a misogynistic or right. you know, brutish kind of guy, but like he's very masculine. Yeah. Even in his like mannerisms and stuff. And for him to be able to portray that. Albeit in a funny way, but not in like a disrespectfully caricature kind of way, was really interesting. And I actually had only gotten to know him as an actor through that character. Yeah. And then a a few seasons into the show, I was watching like an old Law & Order SVU episode. And Uh he came on as a a cop at like the cold open scene. Uh Uh-huh playing like his straight and self like, and what? i was like who is this person yeah it was it was really funny that's funny yeah but but yeah i'm really i'm really really happy that um dan levy and i don't know the actor's name who plays patrick but i'm assuming noah reed he's, he's i don't know about noah reed i don't think he is i think he's straight really in real life yeah fact checker is nodding yeah well and then we're canceling him okay no <laughs> i've seen noah reed and a couple of other things and i'm Shocked that he's not Patrick in this thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, why are you playing this character who's kind of a douchebag? Right. Or like this kind of dummy character. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not actually Patrick. But in my mind, he and Patrick are the same. Yeah. I've definitely seen um, Ted in multiple things, whether it be other sitcoms that he makes yeah. an appearance or some like Hallmark movies and things like that. And I'm like, or like he's, there was he's a, a very Hallmark kind of face. Yeah. He was in some Lifetime movie too, I yes, think, that where kind of gets, yeah. he like, kills his wife on their honeymoon or something. And Ted, I'm like, Ted. No, not Ted. Ted. <laughs> not sweet veterinarian Ted. Right? You go you go sew up an animal. That's Stop right. that. Ted. Okay. Ted. Next number. Let's go with seven. Oh, now we're mixing it up. Oh. Just kidding. Five. Okay. Moira Rose is... Mm, Moira's style is inspired by blank. Oh, Bergdorf Goodman. 
No, but good guess. No. I don't know. Take a drink. I don't know what it it's is. It's a person. A real life person. Huh. And I'm moving on to our backup wine. I finished my terrible glass of strawberry wine. I'm trying to think of, I mean, because she's so kind of all over the place with her style. Yes. I genuinely don't know. Daphne Guinness? Who the fuck is Daphne Guinness? Oh, my God. Topher. Okay, is that Alec Guinness's wife? Well, she's part of the Guinness family. Of the beer? Yes. So she's Irish. And the world records. Well, she's English. Oh, my God. Is that the same family? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, that's a whole thing. Yeah, Daphne Guinness. So she is a British socialite. Okay, who, well, that's Lady Gaga. Uh, but Daphne Guinness is known for her very, like, avant-garde look. Okay, well, I can definitely see a lot of yeah. Moira Rose in this, and that's spot on. Ooh, that's a great look. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you should look up more Daphne Guinness pictures should. because you would really appreciate her style. I love a fellow socialite. Yes. <laughs> you're the real housewife of, can't say Atlanta because that show's already on the air and we know you're not a part of it. Well, until recently, I was one of the real housewives of Edgewood Avenue. Okay. But I'm not going to give like my neighborhood away. There's crazy stalkers out here. fly and just made something up. Oh, there we go. There's a good look. That's a fantastic look. It's like... Gwen Stefani meets Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. But she's done it before both of them were even around. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah. So Catherine and I Who would you be the real housewife of? I don't know. I'm not. Costco? Okay, fine. Costco, Topher. Costco and I are in a very serious relationship. I won't have you putting Costco down any longer. (laughs) It's real love, okay? And it saves me money buying in bulk. Oh, well, next time you're there... um... Yeah, what the, do you want me to get you next time you're at, I'm at Costco? It's for the podcast, actually. Okay. And it's the uh, the House of the Dragon wine. Okay. God. Yeah, so Catherine Harris that she was inspired by Daphne Guinness's style. You're almost done with that. I drink. know. Ew, David. You forgot you were drinking it I again. I did. I yeah. did. <laughs> oh, so bad. Hey, once you finish that, you can move on to our backup wine. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Mm, so refreshing. <laughs> She said, Catherine O'Hara said that she didn't want to play the very kind of traditional stuffy, like rich lady with like their Chanel suits and things like that. She wanted someone who was a little wackier. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes perfect sense that she picked Daphne Guinness. I like that. I love the direction that she went because it's just so absurd. But you find yourself, your suspension of disbelief is still there. You're like, yeah. I, yeah. can, I can see I can see somebody doing this. I can see Myra being this person. Like, that's... Yeah. We all know people like that in real life. It's true. It's true. All right, next number. Six. Okay, let me fill you up. Okay, and I'm going to be right back. Okay. All right. We're back. Number... What did I just do? Five? Mm-hmm. Let's do... Let's do six. Let's go crazy. Okay. Um, Blank wrote a little bit... <coughs> Okay, well, that's not, that's not even fair. I have zero information <laughs> on this question. No, you answer it now. The diner. Yes. Blank wrote a little bit Alexis. Alexis wrote a little bit Alexis. The character Alexis? Um, Annie, Annie Murphy. She, she did. She and her husband together. Yes, like, good got job. Dr- they got drunk together and binged a bunch of Real Housewives and wrote it. Oh, my God, Topher. Take that whole glass of drink. Because she talked about it. Chug the glass. 
she talked about this on the Kelly Clarkson show, and then they did a performance together. They did. And Kelly's version of it was, I'm a little bit Texas. It's not a little bit. A little bit of Texas. A lot of bit of Texas. A whole lot of Texas. A whole lot of Texas. Take a drink for being wrong at the end. God damn it. <laughs> That's actually my last question. So oh, really? Got it already. Yeah. Good job. Yes. I'm obsessed with that song, too. Can so, you um, tell us your favorite line from that song? Because I don't think for legal reasons we can sing the whole thing. We can't sing the whole thing. Uh, I mean, I do like the one that I mentioned earlier. I'm a little bit tipsy when I drive, drive my, my car. car. But I think that, honestly, it's the end of the chorus where it's hide your diamonds, hide your exes. Yeah. I'm a little bit Alexis. It's a great, great rhyme. Great rhyme. When that song came out... Uh, it was just before my sibling's wedding, uh-huh. and I, as we were like getting ready, I was like, "I'm going to play this on my playlist for for them." And when it first started, they were like, "What, what is, is this? this nonsense?" And yeah. then, like, I mean, thirty seconds in, you're just like, "This is a bop. This is a whole." <laughs> it's a genuinely thing. catchy song. Have you seen where they do the mashup of a little bit of Alexis and "You Better Work, Bitch" by Britney Spears? No, but that must go perfectly it's, together. It's perfect. Because, like, her voice, when Annie Murphy sings it, she's very much singing a very kind of, like, high nasally yeah. kind of Britney-ish voice, yeah. but from someone who can't really sing. Yeah. I think that when Britney does her next performance of that song live, mm-hmm. she needs to bring Annie Murphy on it so they oh can do God. the... I mean, onto Britney's Instagram where she posts on the Hinge Maybe videos. not that. Okay. I'm a little bit worried. It's not well, as bad as Madonna, though. Oh, boy. Y'all are in for a treat. <laughs> if you're not... Somehow you're not on social media following celebrities. Right. Um, yeah, so I lo- that scene where Alexis is auditioning <clears throat> to be in her mother's show her mom's producing cabaret mm-hmm. um so moira and jocelyn are both like part of casting and they're auditioning people they make alexis audition and she sings a little bit alexis and jocelyn has no idea what she's in for and it's, it's the theme song to her short-lived reality show yes yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of that scene is when they tell her like oh that's that's enough like after yeah. one verse in a chorus yeah and she's like Okay, well, you guys can, like, listen to the rest of it while I'm not here, but just, like, make sure you get to the bridge because that's where I really start to show off my range. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the bridge and it's total auto-tune, the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is fantastic. I just love her, like, dancing, like, the la, 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 la. Yes, in her boho baby doll dress. Yes. With her high boots. High boots, yeah. Oh, so good. We're going to watch that after this. Yes, for you all. That was one of the things I thought of dressing as for Halloween was Alexis singing a little bit of Alexis. That would have been so good. You should cute. do yeah, that. I might. You should do that. We'll see. Maybe I'll have multiple costumes. We'll Maybe. See. Are you going to wear like the thigh high suede stiletto? I have to get Well, you know, I can't walk in heels. <laughs> I know that that's why I want to see it. Because <laughs> you're going to learn the choreography. I'm a little bit dance. tipsy when I try to walk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next number. This will be our final one. So. Oh, yeah. Let's go with eight. No. <laughs> Seven. Blank composed the cover of Simply the Best. Composed the cover. Yes. Eugene Levy. No. Catherine O'Hara. No. Dan Levy. No. Twyla. No. 
Patrick. Yes. That seemed like the obvious answer. I was trying to give you an easy one. God damn it. Okay, take a drink. Because I was like, it was just a simple acoustic version. <laughs> well, but okay. So yeah, I kind of thought that at first too. But when someone does a cover, you do have to think about how that cover will not just be the same as the original. Hmm. Does that make sense? And because... Explain more to me, the person who was a classically trained vocalist and Thank was in you, a band. Well, I'm glad you're listening to my music knowledge. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, if only I had known these things before. I mean, I was in chorus from grade six through eight, so I do have a little bit of background. And then they kicked this. her out. No, I just went the theater route for high school. <laughs> <laughs> theater tech. Yes, because I was afraid to be on stage. But now I have all the attention. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he put together the acoustic cover. He actually is a really good singer, and oh, he has yeah, good like songs voice. on Spotify, too. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, my um, one of my besties, um, Ben, mm -hmm. who sent us the, the Silly Straws. Hey, Ben. He loves that cover. And I think, I feel like he did send me another song that he like wrote himself and performed. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got good music. It's, um, I wouldn't say easy listening because that has a different connotation to it. And you hate, we all know that you hate easy listening. I do That's hate That's why it. you won't listen to Josh Groban. I don't like easy listening or adult contemporary. But Noah Reed's music is like really good, just kind of like kind of background music while you're like doing other things, while you're like cooking dinner. I don't it's know like, why I'm like chopping vegetables so close to my face in this Please don't do that. Imaginary scenario. So would you call it maybe like simple hearing? Yes, simple <laughs> hearing music. Doesn't that sound like the place where you go by hearing aids? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Fact checker, how did Topher do on our quiz? Ish. He did okay. I did so well. So on a scale of a little bit to a lot of bit Alexis, and I would Moira. say, okay. I'd say you did Moira Rose level. Wow. It's high praise indeed. It is. Okay. So what's your favorite episode? Ooh. Mm, that's really hard because there's some episodes that are just so fucking funny. Yeah. And then there's other ones that it's like, oh my God, my heart right now. Like, I, I love the proposal episode where Patrick proposes to David. Especially because that's so me. Like, I would be so mad at Fact Checker for I, taking me I rewatched that today and I was like, that is Fact Checker and Topher. You'd be like, why the fuck are you making me going hiking? I don't want to be here. Now that I'm at the top, I was promised snacks and drinks. Yeah. So where the fuck are they? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, aside from that, oh man, any episode that has to do with the crowning. So let's talk about the crowning. The crowning. Oh, my God. Okay. So, of course, Moira used to be an actress. Right. Well, um, not used to be. Used to be. And then she has a chance to Fair. get back into film. Yes. Where did they shoot that? Romania, Romania, I want to say, right? yeah. yeah, like over the summer or something. Yes, so this was in the last two seasons, I think, where like she kind of started the like, oh, I'm auditioning again, blah blah blah. Yes, and then the last season kind of focuses on her, like after she's filmed the Crowening, mm -hmm. which is like a very cheesy knockoff horror, like a film like almost thing. like sci-fi channel. Yeah, it's of. it's not good quality, and she plays the uh, like some kind of scientist or something yes of who course then, a vague scientist role yeah yeah and then the crows get to her and she becomes she becomes a crow human hybrid yeah yeah the crow wedding yeah. which is great because you know our podcast is taka 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 
It's like we were made to do a mashup of Shit's Creek. Oh my god. And behind this curtain is a crow. Oh a bunch no. Of live crows. Oh Poker. no. How could you? It's okay. I've made friends with them. I gave so, them shiny objects. There you go. That's how, you can make friends with crows. I want to make a friend with a crow so bad. So why haven't you? What's stopping you? I haven't met one yet. Well, you have to introduce yourself. By the way, they are shockingly large. They're very I big. did see one on top of a like telephone pole when we okay, were- Okay, so it sounds like you have met a crow. We we saw each other in passing. Okay. There were no formal introductions He's made. more of an acquaintance with <laughs> yes, a crow? Yes, yes. He's my crow acquaintance. A crow acquaintance? Yes, if, as you will. That thing was massive, though. I was not expecting it. Yeah, they're very large. They're like yeah. probably around two feet ish. I wanna, I wanna make friends with one. Not have a pet one, but make friends with one where, like, you know, I leave like my my library window open. Oh, and, and it, it just, just comes, comes in and, and like, shits on your books. No, uh, friends don't shit on other friends' books. That's a you thing. Right, friends don't do that. I don't tell all my business on this podcast. <laughs> well, stop doing your business on my books. Okay, fair. Yeah, go make a friend with a crow. Yeah, I want to. Anyway, the crowing. Yes. Yeah, so do you remember um, in the episode where they're having like the season, or not the season premiere, the film premiere? Yeah, and she's gotten the that, like super expensive oh, dress. Love, oh my God, that dress is gorgeous. I would wear that just, I wouldn't wear it day to day because you know I'm a sloppy dresser, but... Oh. If I had an expensive outfit, I would wear it repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Now, would you wear the crown with it, yes, too? Yes, I do like the crown. The little, like, sunburst kind of crown aspect to Kind it. of, um, it's very belchy wine. Yeah. Um, kind of the, uh, remember that photo shoot that Beyonce did when she was yeah, pregnant? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's like that. Kind of a halo-ish Madonna-ish, yeah. Yeah. Um, Madonna as in mother of God, not... Not the singer who's gone really downhill recently. Yeah. yeah, so in the episode where they're having the film premiere, they're doing it at, like, City Hall, they have the red carpet. Roland gets, like, some trained crows to, like, fly around. But remember, like, they attack people and yes. stuff. And he's like, oh, don't worry, they're not old crows. One is just a seagull that I painted black. Oh, my God. That's such a Roland thing. I know, and I just, like, love that line. Oh. It's just so, like... Yeah, of course. I also really love the episode where they actually i think it's in the second to last season where they actually do put on cabaret oh, and Stevie yes, has her big moment it. and i yes. fucking bawled first of all i love cabaret yes second of all emily hampshire who played stevie her dream role she said was to always play sally bowles in cabaret this is, like, even better, I feel I know. like, right? Well, she told, like, Dan Levy, like, very early on, like, hey, if we ever do, like, a musical thing in the show, can we please do cabaret? Because, obviously, like, Moira's character sings, and, like, there are a lot of musical moments throughout the show, yes. too. So they did that, and Patrick is the MC, and it's just so great. When she sings her song, she's doing such an amazing job of both singing it, like, as the character of Stevie being a little, like, unsure of herself but then getting like confident as it goes on and as the character of sally bowles too right and just like this lovely tv moment and every time they would pan to dan levy's face yes watching her just like uh the adoration and pride that he felt for his friend i know this show I, was fucking perfect. Like, it was. Do you have any criticisms? No, that it's not still on. Yes. But also it, it was perfect it, when it ended. It needed, yeah, it was one of those things where it's like. You can't drag it out. Right. Yeah. They didn't do that thing that a lot of shows like Friends yes. and even oh, Will and Grace yeah. do where it just gets to a point where it's like, 
all right, we're all just doing this because we're not ready to let go yet. And right. we are past our prime. This right, is like not... the storylines have come to a close, but now we're just adding stuff right. just to add. Yeah. Right, It was ugh, sheer perfection. What, what about you? What are your favorite episodes? So, yeah, I... That's a good question because there are some of those like really touching moments that just like really pull at your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. But there are also like the lines that are like so iconic to quote. So good. Like the fold on the cheese. Oh, that's a great episode. Just fold in the cheese. Fold it in. in. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? I can't tell you how to do everything, David. Can you tell me how to do one thing? Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's so perfect and iconic. All the, ew, David. Ew, David. Ew. David, ew, David. It's so funny because that's such a great catchphrase for Alexis. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like for um, David and Johnny, they don't really have catchphrases so much as they have like catchphrase facial expressions. Yes. And then, of course, you've got uh, Moira Rose and literally anything that comes out of her mouth is a catchphrase. I would say bebe. Bebe. Well, she talked about her creating this accent. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, so she initially envisioned this as kind of like this vaguely European. Kind of continental. Continental yeah, Continental. And she kind of, she said that when she first started doing the show, she thought, okay, as Moira kind of got more acclimated to living in a small town, the accent would just like diminish. No. It just got stronger as yeah. it went on. And the bebe, bebe thing really picked up more like toward the mid-season and like just got stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Because she said she said it and like people laughed and she's like, I'm just going to keep doing this bebe. Bebe, yeah. Um, I, I love that because also I think that she had said at one point like very early on, like table read early yeah. on, that she didn't mean to come on quite as strong with the accent. yeah. And she like apologized and was like, oh, let me start over. And Dan Levy was just like, absolutely not. What the fuck was that? That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that with the wigs too. The wigs were her idea. So I was thinking about that today because of the wig. And I I remembered because I was like, oh, didn't she name her wigs too? Mm -hmm. And she named them all after divas. Like there was like Bernadette. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So her wigs all have names. Of course, when they first move into the hotel or motel, she has no place to display them. So they're just like hung up on the wall. And so it's like a weird, creepy, like serial killer vibe to it. I fucking love it. I also love the moment where she wore a wig and then she wore another wig on top of it Uh, as a hat. A wig on wig. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that one scene? I think it was like kind of like a during the credits scene where, like, David and Alexis are, like, putting on her wigs as kind of a joke. Yes. And then Johnny walks in. He's like, no. No. He's yeah. like, put it back exactly yeah. like you found it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, I just love the creativity that she brought to that. Mm-hmm. I love the show, too, because it follows these, like, really loving romantic plot lines of these, like, really loving, healthy, supportive relationships. Yes. Like, Johnny... And Moira, and then like Patrick and Diva. It would have been so easy because she's such a diva and he's much more grounded. Right. To make it this really dysfunctional relationship between right. the like, two. Right, like, oh, I hate my wife kind of role. Yeah. Or like, look, look what Moira's up to again. Like, in a like a right. deprecating kind of making fun of her kind of way. Right. But it's not like that. Like, they genuinely love and support her. She loves and supports her children. As much as there's some funny comedic moments, there's never... Putting people down. 
Right. And that you was do have a little so bit of that with the sibling rivalry, but it's it's but that's not kind of real to yeah. sibling rivalry. And it wasn't though. like horrible stuff. No, 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 no. Yeah, like there is, I think all the relationships are really grounded in love and respect, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you remember when they sleep with the same person? Who? Alexis and David. What the, person? The it's like the very first season. It's the like lumberjacky, dark-haired dude that lives in the barn, and he's always like shirtless and has like. David never sleeps with Mutt. Doesn't he? Or did no. they? Didn't they like do something though? No. Because it turns out he's bi. Not no. That you're thinking of a different character. Was that, that a different character? That Dave, David. Let's call him Davy. Oh boy. He would not like that. Please don't call him Davy. Well, I'm sorry, Dan Levy. That David and Stevie both sleep with the same dude who's a carpenter. Mm. That's a different dude. That's not Mutt's character. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Take a drink out of shame. Okay. <laughs> we have now switched to our backup wine. Yeah, we're not doing more. Sorry, fruit wine. There's a scene that I rewatched of David. Sorry. Okay. Brief. Okay, interrupt me. Fine. Sorry, brief. It just dawned on me. I was like, what is my favorite comedic? Okay episode it is the fruit wine one let's talk about the fruit wine episode because that's what i was gonna say until oh, you rudely okay me. okay god damn it ever <laughs> you forced that very clunky cheers onto me so david and cool. okay david and moira are in the winery right and they're sampling all the wines before moira does her commercial Beautiful. It's a generous glass. It's a very generous glass. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh gosh, I'm gonna try. Why can't I do this with two hands correctly? Good okay. job. You Thank didn't you. spill anything. I know. Aren't you impressed? I'm so impressed. Because I almost knocked the whole box <laughs> off the table. So David and his mom are there and they're mm-hmm. talking, and she's talking to him about his upcoming marriage to Patrick. And she's comparing David and Patrick to like a beautiful blend of wines. And grapes, but she's also comparing it to her marriage to Johnny and how, like, she and David are both a little more over the top. And, mm-hmm. like, she's like, you know, kind of a bold flavor. She's like, but don't forget to appreciate the subtleties mm-hmm. and the grapes like Patrick and Johnny have. Now they bring that to the relationship between compliment. I just thought yeah. that was a really cute metaphor. And it's I thought really you would cute. appreciate that. I do appreciate that Thank a you. lot. Okay. I do. And I'm very blessed that I have that with Fact Checker. You are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You two are really well matched. So that scene, I think, was a great job of blending, like, the really heartfelt moment with the comedic moment. Yeah. So talk to us about the comedic part of that. Oh, my God. Just the fact that, like, so her being so incredibly nervous yes, was really, really funny. And then there's another heartfelt <laughs> scene where Johnny in, in her, like, trailer is pep-talking her and being yes. like, you are Moira Rose, yeah. you know? And, like... Just such a great thing that I know that like fact checker would do for me yeah. in moments when I'm like doubting myself. Yeah. Um, but then when she just ends up being completely sloshed yes. off of this fruit wine yes. and like can't get her lines right but doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some of the outtakes from that too. Those are hilarious. And they're so good. So I'm good. sure that Catherine O'Hara ad libbed a bunch of those things oh. as well as like oh, stuffing in the script. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Such a great episode and so relatable to as somebody who's into wine and has, yes. lives in an area where we don't have a great local wine making we scene. We have wineries in North Georgia, but it's kind of like Irv Herblinger's. What is that it? What's his name? Hey, were Herb, you being serious? Say yeah, it. Yeah, Irv Herbing, Herblinger. No, keep going. Herb Erschlinger. Nope. Herb Reich. 
Reichfelder. <laughs> One more try. It, it's Herb. And it is Herb. Herb. <coughs> Gorlinger. <laughs> Sorry, what? Gorlinger. <laughs> no. What is it? You're being funny. No. What is Herb Ertlinger? Herb Ertlinger. Okay. Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to remember that? Well, that's the point. I mean, obviously, whoever came up with that name, yeah. probably Dan was like brilliant. Yeah. Because it's such a hard name to say. <laughs> Especially in my Moira's accent. So say as Moira. Herb Ertlinger. Perfect. Well done. Herb Schlersinger. Uh-huh. There yeah. you go. Just such a good comedic moment about something that I I have felt so frustrated. Obviously, I'm going to go to Vineyards and I'm going to sure. drink the wine because You're it's there. all. Yeah, it's I've, fine. I've got it. It's yeah. fine. But it's never great wine. There is one good <gasps> one in Georgia. Oh, just in Georgia. No, okay. yeah, no, here okay. in Georgia. Um, I've, no, I've been to some great vineyards elsewhere, That's obviously. That's damn tough for your standards are high. There is no vineyard that makes good wine. Prove him wrong. Send me your wine. <laughs> no, but for real. Okay, actually, though, send us your wine. I, I dare you. I double dare you. I double dog dare you. Ooh. That's right. I double dog dared you. So we should be getting packages any day now. Any day. Oh my God, I just got a doorbell notification. One came in and I spilled a little bit. Oh no. Like right there. Uh-oh. It's an adorable little dab. It is. What Thank an adorable you. little dab. Thank you. Um, so, okay. So that's your probably favorite like comedic moment. I think so, yeah. Do you in have- In terms of like an overall comedic yeah. episode. I would say for me, probably like the fold in the cheese one. That's, it's so good. It's so good. Like- the frustration between like parent and adult child yes. is so real yes. and relatable. Yes. And also that moment where you're with someone and like you know that they don't know what they're saying and they know that, but they're still trying to hide and pretend. Because can you imagine if Barbara Ann were trying to pretend as though she knows something about technology that you don't? Yes. And, and it's something that you genuinely don't know. Yes. And you're like, I need to learn this. And Barbara Ann's like, oh, I can teach you this oh my god can you imagine how actually i really want that to happen now and i want it to be filmed so just for some point of reference barbara ann's not great with technology my mother yesterday she called me as i'm getting ready to go to boyfriend's brother's wedding and she calls me and she says i'm lost can you look at the find my phone thing to see my location to tell me where to go oh my god that's the most wonderful Barbara Ann thing ever. And I told her, like, pull over and open your GPS. She's like, well, there's nowhere to pull over. I'm like, put your hazards on, pull to the side. I'm like, is there anybody around you? She's like, there's a car behind me. I'm like, put your hazards on, slow down, just pull to the side. She's like, there's no shoulder. I'm like, I understand that. I'm just saying, pull to the side of the lane as much as you can so they can get around you. Then you can pause, open up your GPS. Fold it in, Barbara Ann. It was such like the you're not listening to what I'm trying to say to help you kind of moment. <laughs> and eventually she didn't. She got in. She's like, okay, bye. Hung up. Oh, my God. That's Haven't my, heard from her since. That's my favorite thing about when like parents and grandparents do shit like that. And yeah. obviously, you know, I've cut my parents off. Sure. But I am definitely a party to listening to fact checkers conversations yes. specifically with his father about yes. 
technology things. And we both have acknowledged that like 50 to 60% of the time, he knows how to that. at least look up yeah. how to fix this. He just wants to have an excuse to call and sure. like have the interaction, which is sweet. But just listening to him be like, no, your your browser. No, your browser. No, that yes, the browser means the internet. Right. What what do you click on to go to the right. Okay, it's the thing that looks like a circle with the different colors on it. Have you seen the No, it's not chrome colored. It's just called chrome. Right. Okay. We've gotten off track. Close your computer. <laughs> no, you clicked on the pop-up somehow. Yeah. Where did that come from? God forbid. Barbara Ann uses Safari and then you're like, yeah. no, Barbara Ann, I'm not talking about the masks that you have in your right. bathroom right now. Right. Um, have you seen the Inside Amy Schumer skit where, what's her, Kathy Najimy is the therapist. Oh, uh-huh. And she's guiding Amy Schumer through some like exercise and she's like, Are you, do you think that you're ready? And she's like, I think I'm ready. And they open the door and they bring in her mom. And she's like, so I want to send the picture. Uh-huh in an email to so-and-so. And so how do I do that? And so Amy Schumer's like, okay, so we got to turn your laptop on. She's like, okay, so how do I do that? She's like, you know how to turn your laptop on. You know how to do that. Yeah. And Kathy, Kathy and Jimmy's like, remember? Yeah. Breathe. And it's yeah. just hilarious. We'll watch yes. that later too. Yeah, we will. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. But yeah, I think the fold in the cheese like really encapsulates that just like, frustration of like you know that there's some part of the step of the instruction you're not getting mm -hmm. but the communication just isn't there for it right i love speaking of that when later on alexis becomes the like social media pr person yes. for yes um, moira. moira yeah and the conversation that starts at the beginning of that where moira is trying to figure out like but what is social media yeah. and why does this happen and doesn't she what's she has some kind of like major thing with the social media where she doesn't realize she's posting things. So that's okay. Yeah. So that's what happens when she is like live streaming stuff, but she accidentally forgets to stop doing that when she's talking to David because he accidentally peed the oh, bed. Oh, yes. And he's telling her about that in confidence because he's super embarrassed about it. He's stressed about the wedding to Patrick and da da da. And she ends up broadcasting, like live streaming that to yeah. every, like all of her followers. Which is something that. It's like something a boomer would do. Yes, yeah. totally. Honestly, yeah. it's something that I would do because. You're a boomer when it comes to technology. I really am. I'm yeah. also evil. So like, did I do you it do on purpose? purpose? Yeah. But also, do you remember, it was kind of like a throwaway line where Johnny is trying to like promote the hotel, motel. And he makes like coasters. Where he's trying to get like, oh, you know how businesses are like, this is our Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. He wrote, follow us on tweeters. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like, tweeters, so cute. So cute. <laughs> so great. And he gets like really embarrassed. Like, no, that's not. Stevie's yeah. got some really good lines too. Stevie is such an underrated character too. Yeah. She has that She's very like so... kind of deadpan delivery mm -hmm. with stuff. But I love the episode where she and David are going to like a spa retreat because he and Patrick had gotten into a fight. So David's like, I'm just going to go with Stevie to this. And they have to pretend that they're in a like a couple that just got married and they're on their honeymoon. Yes. And there's this one scene like they're kind of sitting in bed and like they've got like face masks on after dinner. 
And they ate something like weird at dinner that like upset their stomachs. Yes. And then Stevie tells them like, I ate the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> And that is like such a me thing to do. Like, that is so this is you. awful. I'm like, I just keep going. <laughs> also, we should probably book a honeymoon trip and pretend. Oh my God, can we? Yeah. So I saw this great thing online and who knows if it's true or not about this couple that pretended to get engaged every time they went out to dinner just to get like a free bottle of wine or dessert or something. And so they would literally like take off the, they were like married, like take off the woman's like rings like sneak it to the husband and then like in the middle of it he would like propose to her and she would say yes and like everybody would, like oh my gosh so exciting and the restaurant would send something over for free and I'm like that's brilliant there were well people do that all the time sure. first of all in restaurants usually with birthdays though yeah and it's like is that really a problem i i literally checked your id when i like you ordered your first cocktail yeah i know that you're a virgo <gasps> Such a Virgo move. Such a Virgo move. Okay. Um, but also, people used to propose all the time in my restaurant. And granted, it was a like it's an a upscale nice restaurant, restaurant. Yeah. But still, like, I think that proposing in a restaurant is like such a boring ass, lazy, basic move. <gasps> Topher. I do. I do. In a restaurant? You know, why? that was Fact Checker's first plan. No, it wasn't. I know. It wasn't. Fact Checker would never do that. I know it wasn't. First of all, he doesn't want to do any kind of public anything. Uh, that's very true. I, I just wanted to see, like, you shoot him like a dirty look and oh, you no. didn't do it. No. Okay, you can't fool you. I know him better than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. How would you want boyfriend to propose to you? Not at a restaurant. Well, too late. Because I already helped him plan it. At Taco Bell? No, girl, he's going fancy, taking you to the Red Lobster. I don't like seafood. I'm not doing that. Well, that's part of the fun for me. <laughs> I'm going to be in a little, like, scuba suit in the lobster tank, like. Okay, that's actually fun. Yes, I do want to see you go into the lobster tank. It's like, no, 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 it's fine, management. Don't worry. It's all part of a plan. Like, sir, that tank will not fit you. <laughs> like, first of all, are Wait, you calling me fat? <laughs> Second of all, I am very flexible. <laughs> Thirdly, I am not as flexible as I first advertised, and I need help getting out. I'm now stuck in here. And I <laughs> ran out of oxygen. Help me. Or help I, me. So help me, God, I will break this Right, tree. or else I'm going to be on the fucking lobster Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want out a restaurant. I think if boyfriend were to propose, he would probably do one of two things. Okay. Some sort of D&D &D incorporated proposal. Dear fucking God. Okay, I'll make sure that doesn't happen, honey. What? Topher. Rachel. He could do it in a cute Oh, no, way. the ogre's head exploded and there was a ring inside. No, I'm not saying it would be like that in the middle of gameplay, but I'm saying, like, he would have, like, a cute, like, little D20 that says, like, like, marry me or something on it. But what if he rolled it towards you and it rolled onto a one? That would be hilarious. And you're like, no, not enough hit points. <laughs> Wait, he's defeating me in battle to me? That's what marriage is. Okay. You've been married once. I know. Well, we know how that worked out. Yeah, and you won. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think he would do that or something um, maybe outdoorsy. I don't know. Gross. Okay, I'll make sure neither one of those happens. Fact checker, you help out if it comes to it, okay? I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather be 
propose to what's your plan European for him to prepare to propose to me not to prepare for me he's already well, prepared himself for me he might need a little extra i don't know <laughs> that he fully knows what he's getting into but a european country is always nice did you think that was gonna happen no i thought it was too soon okay so that's in Coker's. For both of you. Yeah, I thought I had some Coker's like, he's got to propose. I'm like, no, 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 no. What would have happened if he had? Oh, I would have been happy and excited, but like, I wasn't the time for it. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have said no. <gasps> no. You just said it wasn't the time for it. But I would still be happy for it. Yeah, but you would say still yes. say, oh. But I'm just saying like, I know, okay, drink your wine and judgment. I'm just saying if it's not the right time, then. I'm just saying I knew boyfriend wouldn't do that because it wasn't the time for that. Fair. Does that make sense? Yeah. Judgy. Judgy, judgy, tougher. So what's your plan for a boyfriend to propose to me? Um. Okay, well, I guess we're not doing a seafood theme. Obviously not. <laughs> so mermaids are out. Oh, no, I wouldn't be a mermaid. <laughs> Too late. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, Near-death experiences always really bring people together. Mm, so, or they soil their pants. So what if there was a situation where like... No, nobody's pooping out a ring. <laughs> so far? Well, you just added another layer that I had not thought of. <laughs> what if you're in a hot air balloon and okay. the person who's navigating the hot air balloon jumps out and parachutes away. And then it's just the two of you to navigate this hot air balloon and figure out how to land it. But mm. also there's a storm coming in. What? So there's a time limit. Oh my God. Also, speaking of time limits, you hear a ticking sound and it turns out there's, there's a, a bomb, bomb. Of course. So this is just a very elaborate escape room. But with, with real, real life stakes. Yes. <laughs> life or death stakes. Okay, I'm a little concerned, some notes. I appreciate the romance of the mm -hmm. hot air balloon. Um, I am a little concerned about being blown up and or electrocuted. Mm -hmm. There is wine. Okay. Fair. I'm in. <laughs> Sold. And pork belly sliders in the picnic basket. Not a huge fan of pork. I said pork belly. I mean, that's, that's fine, but that's not my go-to. Fine. Goose belly. Goose belly. Well, that's like basically a 16th century Englishman. <laughs> Bring me my goose belly. What kind of belly would you like? Chipmunk, right, Henry, squirrel, they, like why what? Why do I have to eat a belly? That's part of the whole picnic. Okay, now we're into like folding in the cheese. He after. tried really hard to plan a good picnic for you. Are you going to turn down your nose at this beautiful pork belly slider that he made you? If we're in the air and there is a bomb it involved, has, yes. I, I even collaborated and I gave him my recipe for my jalapeno pineapple marinade for the pork. That sounds good. So it's like that a carnitas good, yeah. pork belly yummy, yeah. slider. Yeah, that sounds Thank good. you. Thank you. Yes. So anyway, you guys have to figure out how to land this thing before okay. both the lightning and the bomb. So we're um, trauma bonding and forming a lifelong commitment on this. Yes. Okay. I might also mm -hmm. include like a pregnancy test that mm. has a false positive on it. Mm. So who's pregnant in this scenario? Oh, see, that's the thing is, was he cheating and did that just show up? So there's a whole like, will you, won't you? Did I somehow, wait, okay. It's... No, it just, 
Some maybe some side bitch accidentally left it in the picnic basket because he took her on a picnic first. And she died in the terrible explosion. <laughs> because or, she could not solve the puzzle in time. Well, I what I'm saying is like jigsaw the territory. suspense is being heightened right okay. now. Okay. Wouldn't you say yes, though, once you land successfully and like no. the adrenaline? First of all, I'm not landing successfully. We know that's not going to happen. I think this is just your ploy to get my belongings after I'm dead. I want... <laughs> Not just top billing, but all of the billing for this podcast okay. that's extremely successful. Yes, there we go. Yeah. There we go. This is so True elaborate. Crimes Against Wine with Topher and Topher. <gasps> Ooh. Nice. We should do a Muppet Christmas Carol episode. Yes. 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 We can do Claret. Perfect. We'll do it. All right. Are we ready to um, make our... Call? I don't even know what we're making a verdict on at this point. Okay, are we judging the fruit wine? Because we know what we're going to say with the fruit wine. Well, are they being judged together or yes. separately? They're on trial together. Well, in that case, I'm sorry, peach wine. Guilty. Guilty. Okay. 100%. Now, when it comes to Shit's Creek, this is a separate trial. Shit's Creek is a separate trial. Yes. Which, of course, is one, two, three. You're not being knighted. Guilty. Okay. As you know, courts have that power in yes, the U.S. I do. Okay. I am Moira. Well, now that we got, you know, Elizabeth out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say R.I.P., but I don't really care. You were sad when you found out. I was sad at first, and then I started thinking about how, how she... How you could take over the throne. Yes. That. <laughs> that. It's that bitch is dead. But also how she, like... Not even just like allowed it to happen, but actively signed like papers and shit that were like the Canadian um, boarding school. Yeah, there's, yeah, that's a whole episode in and, and of like itself. That, yeah. Which we will be doing, by the way. So, tune yeah, in for that. We're anti monarchists now. Congrats, well, the world. Not all monarchs, except for Taffer and the butterflies. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Shit's Creek, well done. Well done. Phenomenal show. No negative notes. No, honestly, like, you had heart and soul and laughs. And wit. And wine. And no one can ask for anything more. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to reach out to us for anything, whether it be questions about wine, questions about celebrities... Just to tell us what you're really enjoying drinking right now. You can How always, we should approach hot air balloon rides. I think I made that abundantly clear, but okay. Okay. You can always find us at True Crimes Against Wine at Gmail and also TikTok. Instagram and Facebook. That's right. And we look forward to sharing another, hopefully more delicious bottle of wine with you next time. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. Bye.